1: Montana's only daily sports talk show, is Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
2: Are you not entertained? We made history last night in the Big Sky Conference and challenge games across the state of Montana. The madness, it's almost here. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company little Broadcasting, locally owned and operated, and happy to say so for the better part of 15 years. ton of stuff to get to today. We have tri-champions in the Big Sky Conference of Women's Basketball for the first time ever. There's been co-champions before, but never have three teams shared the regular season title. Took a lot of action to get there last night, but when the dust settled, Montana State, Northern Arizona, and Sacramento State, all a piece of the pie We'll take you through the Big Sky Conference tournament brackets for both the men and the women. The scoreboard from last night's uh, regular season finale across Big Sky Conference hoops for both men's and women's basketball. We also have a ton of updates when it comes to the challenge games. Uh, there was six, seven, eight challenge games across the state of Montana at the Class B and Class C levels last night. So we got some uh, the latest of the latest when it comes to who punched their ticket to the state tournaments coming up in high school hoops. That's all just here at hour number one. Hour number two, Carol the chicken Doesn't know sports is going to swing by. We have a uh, pretty good conversation about NIL and also Tom Brady might be doing a roast because he thinks he wants to be a stand-up comedian. I don't know that in itself is funny, but plenty of laughs with Carol. Doesn't know sports and we'll keep on breaking down the big sky conference tournament brackets and maybe even get into a history lesson as well. Our good friend Jason from Rockin' Rudy's Attic, he will also be here about 4.30. For the last time, the show Outlook. For the last time, as of for now, at least. The show Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This is Nuanes. Now. You can stream the show on 1029ESPN.com. You can also... Always watch us on the ESPN MT app. And most days you can catch us on SWX Montana Television. Not on there now, but maybe we'll be here pretty soon. But no matter how you're following along, we appreciate you for listening in. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can always do that as well by calling us. 406-888-1029. That's triple eight Going to rip through some scores here. We also have Boone Nelson, the Hamilton Girls High School basketball coach, joining us about 415-15. Boone's team knocked off top-ranked Dillon at the Western A tournament in the semis, then fell to Frenchtown. But Hamilton, boys and girls basketball, both going to state uh, after good performances at the Western A Divisional this last weekend. So Coach Nelson will talk to us about the big upset over the Beavers and also about that championship game against Frenchtown. Both those teams playing really, really good. Uh, Bronx versus Bronx. Certainly pretty fun. We also have a couple minutes from Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach, Coming up here uh, in the first segment of this here fine radio show. Here's your scores from across hoops, uh, both in the big sky and in the state of Montana. Eastern Washington's women went into Bozeman and they spoil Montana State senior night. They post a 78-65 victory, tough loss for the Cats seniors uh, on their senior night and also costs Montana State the outright league title. NAU earns a share of their first Big Sky crown since 1998 with a 66-57 win over Weber State. And Sac State leaves no doubt. Andrew Houghton thinks they are the toughest team in the league right now. Hard to argue. They smack Portland State 80-54. And they get a share of the first Big Sky title in Sac State history uh, uh, in women's hoops. On the men's side... Pretty good statement for the Montana State men. They are the defending Big Sky Conference champions in both the regular season and the tournament. They are the two-seed headed into the tournament this year, and that was the case before their game in Cheney last night. But still, they beat Eastern Washington's men 79-74. The Cats have quietly won 10 out of their last 11, while uh, Eastern Washington, winners of 18 in a row, including 16 straight in Big Sky Conference play, have now lost two in a row. They still enter the tournament as the top seed, but the momentum... Uh, going in a different direction than maybe they had hoped. Montana's men, they are the other hottest team in the league. They've now won seven out of their last eight after a 68-53 victory over Idaho. The Grizz are the four seed. They won't have to make up their game against Portland State because the result would be irrelevant for both teams. Uh, Portland State is locked into the 7-8 spot there, and the Grizz were locked into the four spot, so no makeup game from last Thursday's postponed game. The other news brief out of Moscow, Zach Klaus fired right after the game. Klaus has always been good Dust. He's been easy to work with. He's a good quote, good interview, all that. But the proof's in the pudding. I mean, Idaho has not won any games since Zach Klaus took over. Uh, they have finished in last place in the Big Sky Conference four out of the last five seasons. This is a team that was right there among the league powers with Montana and Weber State when they first rejoined the Big Sky uh, coming from the WAC. And uh, they fell hard from toward the top to at the bottom, and they've stayed there. But, uh tough way to go out if your if you're claw's getting fired right after the game. Not a good scene there in Moscow. A fun scene here in Missoula last night. The Lady Grizz pull out an 85-82 win over Idaho. That shows up the 5 seed for Montana. The Vandals get the 6 seed. They did it, despite enduring 40 points from Beyoncé B., It was uh, one of the top 13 totals in the history of the league. It was her second-highest total as an Idaho Vandal. 41 would have got her uh, tied with six other players as the second-highest total. The league record for single-game scoring in the women's league, Delaney Hodgins, Eastern Washington, 46 points in a March game back in 2017. So a historic outburst for Beyoncé B. Boone Nelson, Hamilton High School. Girls basketball coach coming up here in about, oh, I don't know, eight, nine minutes. But first, let's hear from Lady Grizz head coach Brian Holsinger on his team's victory to sew up a bye in the Big Sky Tournament.
3: Coach, just your thoughts uh, to snap uh, the losing streak during the Boise. Where do you think you're at after that one? Yeah, I mean, offensively, this team, you know, listen, what we went through last weekend, like, if you were there, you honestly, in 23 years, I've never experienced anything quite like that. It was We honestly shouldn't have tried to go. If if I'm being honest, it was not safe. And our bus driver, we trusted the bus driver and it was a little crazy. And so that combined with just the crazy travel we had um, and obviously some really close losses that were hard on everybody. Um, Really proud of our effort tonight based upon all that because we had one day in between. Here we come with a team that's really offensive minded um, obviously can score Um, and for us to come out and play with the energy most of the game that we did really pleased. Beyond Speed goes for 40 points for Idaho but you guys come out with the 85-82 85-82 win. What was the defensive game plan going into it? Yeah, we weren't we weren't planning on digging on her. We weren't planning on really uh, doubling her. We were planning on just staying home on people and trying to take away the three. Um, and so, you know, credit to her. She's a good player. She, there's a reason why she, she's a good player. She can do a lot of different things. Um, I thought we made her take some tough ones and the tougher ones in the second half, a little bit tougher. Um, but yeah, we and up until the fourth quarter, we had, they had made only three threes the entire game. And so they live off. They just live off it. They love three. Threes, they feed off of it. You could see in the fourth quarter, they start making threes. Everybody feels good. No, everybody makes them. And so we didn't want that to happen. And when one person's having to go, do their thing it you know everybody else is kind of like sitting around and so that was our plan Um, it obviously was a little closer than we would like it to be in that fourth quarter Uh, and that's on me we went zone for a few too many possessions i thought the zone was a good move we we caused them a little discomfort there they had two possessions they missed we stayed i couldn't get out of it fast enough (laughs) and so a team like that that shoots it that well they get comfortable against the zone and they start making threes and so we gave up a couple threes in there and then they got feeling good and made it hard down the stretch on us
1: Brian, one thing about threes, when you guys can hit... Uh, 10 9 or 10 it seems like you win it doesn't yeah. matter who you're playing how nice was it to see that tonight
3: great getting into the tournament it was great you know I just said that in the locker room to see Carmen on those pick and pop those last two those two that she hit you know she hasn't been shooting well and uh, that's something that we've worked on and she it drives her crazy but uh, to see the ball go in two times there at the end was really awesome for our team she can she's she's one of the best shooters percentage wise last year in the country catch and shoot and so you know those are things you have to do I mean we 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 really focus on taking the right shots. And sometimes we don't. We we get a little hesitant. And you can't be hesitant when you shoot the three. It's got to be catch and let it fly. And so we did that for most of the night tonight, a little better than we had in the last two games. And that's why we made 11. What cracked open for you there in the third quarter? You shot it well in the first half, but really red hot in the third. Yeah, we just we, we we had a good plan coming out at halftime, I think, um, and just just to space it and to, to we had a couple sets that gave them a few issues there, where we ran a little set where we ran Gina off, she was wide open, they helped, and we skipped to the corner. That was exactly how we drew it up; it was perfect. And then Carmen obviously um, made some really big plays inside for us and made some great buckets. So we got a good start. That was a huge key for us. We've had some bad th- three third quarters, and that's cost us. But that was a that was a big moment for us.
1: And then the way they delivered in the last four minutes. Yeah,
3: uh, you used to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and so, and that's why I'm proud of the kids. You know, the other night at Sac State, um, it's a tie game with about you know, four and a half minutes ago, so to speak. And we didn't execute right. We missed two layups, which didn't help. And it'll kick out three. That probably is the game. And they made two. And so that was the game down at Sac State. Tonight, we continue to score and execute appropriately and get the shots that we wanted to get. And and we made it as tough as we could on them. Regular season's over. You guys know you're playing in the tournament. You've got all that in front of you. What's the mindset now just going into that? Yeah, we just want to play great. And we've really focused on um, effort like giving great effort, execution, executing right, and how we respond to the things that we can control. Those are the three words we've used. Um, I think our teams rallied around those things. We had unbelievable – I thought we played really hard at Sac State. We didn't execute down the stretch, which cost us the game. Um, Tonight, our execution offensively was fantastic uh, for most of the game. Um, Our effort was not as good. So can you get all those things going at the same time? But our – our response to officiating and all these things, we've been really good. Uh, we d- we just want to go play our best basketball we can. Um, and, you know, Eastern, obviously, I heard to- they had a big win tonight, which is great. They're a good team. Um, we beat them there. They beat us here. Um, and so we we'll- we're we'll look forward to the matchup.
2: Good for the Lady Grizz to get that win, to get off the schneid, going into the Big Sky Conference Tournament. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach, after his team's 85-82 victory over Idaho. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for collecting that sound for us. Uh, Good for the Lady Grizz to get off the schneid and to earn the bye. It's also a really tough draw in terms of their first-round game. They're going to have to play Eastern Washington. Eastern uh, ripped Montana in the Alberg Arena earlier this year. It was when the Cat-Grizz game was on the horizon, so you could say maybe that's part of it. But, you know, your schedule is what it is. Eastern is just a tough matchup. But I also think, though, being on the same side of the bracket as NAU, who gets the top seed with the tiebreakers, and not Montana State and Sac State, who are the two and the three, respectively, that's a better draw for the Lady Grizz. So if they can get through the 4-5 game, I actually think it's a better draw for the Lady Grizz than if they were uh, a spot up. The Lady Grizz want to avoid SAC and Montana State as long as they can. They match up better with NAU. But Eastern, uh, certainly one of the toughest first-round draws. We'll take you through uh, the rest of the bracket here in the second hour, but we step outside of the Big Sky Conference. That's our Stockman Bank scoreboard presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. And we step into our Bitterroot breakdown, where we highlight high school sports from across the Bitterroot Valley. This last weekend, good success for both Hamilton's boys and girls basketball teams. Both the Bronx squads are heading to the Class A tournament, state tournament that is, uh, in Bozeman, which is not this weekend, but next weekend uh, there. That'll be a really fun one. Uh, There's going to be a lot of eyes on that tournament because there's a lot of really good teams on both sides of the bracket. But the Hamilton girls go in with a lot of momentum. They upset one of the top teams in Class A in the semifinals, of the Western A tournament this last weekend, beating uh, Dylan 55-51. And then they went down the wire, I guess, the talented Frenchtown team, and Bronx versus Bronx, the Frenchtown Bronx, come out on top 49-42. But a runner-up finish at the Western A tournament. A great finish for the Hamilton girls. We go down to the Rangers Boys RV full. and I welcome in the head coach of the Hamilton girls. It's Boone Nelson. Boone, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Well, first and foremost, uh, let's just talk a little bit about your team. We've been following along uh, to Hamilton girls basketball for a little while, but this is the first time we talked to you so far this year. So, give people just kind of the rundown. I mean, what do you like in the makeup of your team? Uh, What do you think of just sort of the dynamic that you have there uh, with the Hamilton girls this year?
1: Yeah, we got a great squad. You know, we go we go pretty deep. We we rotate in and play nine girls, and uh, you know we've got some. Some great senior leadership by uh four year starters, both Laney Curves and Terrence and Searle uh, both returning all state players and uh right now they're respectively uh number two and three in the state in scoring and, and you know, they're kind of the backbone of our team. But but throughout the course of the season we've really had some uh some other kids step up around them and, and turn into not just not just role players, but some, some serious contributors. So, uh, you know, we like to play a little bit of an up, up-tempo style of basketball and push it down the floor and, and uh, run a gun a little bit, and, and the kids have really bought in and, and done a fantastic job of it.
2: When you are playing at the Western A Divisional and you get the nice win over to Polson to settle in, and then you see Beaverhead County High School staring back at you, what would you hope— the mentality was of your team going into that game and how are you guys able to come up with the, I'm not going to call it an upset because you guys are pretty darn good too, but I mean, Dylan's been rolling through everybody all year long and they didn't suffer their first loss until about 18 or 19 games into the season. So what'd you think of just your kids preparation and going into that game? How were they, how you, how were you able to get them to not be intimidated by uh, the team on the other side?
1: Well, we had a mid season at home and we had a, a little bit of success against them. We were we, we jumped out uh or I'm, I'm sorry, they jumped out on us thirteen two after the first quarter. We just couldn't uh just couldn't get the ball to go in the hole and, and defensively we were playing all right. Well we just made a little bit of a run, the uh, we game went back and forth. We had a, a couple possessions down one with you know, forty five and thirty seconds to go with with a chance to take the lead against them at home and just went the other way on us and they they made some pre throws and, and beat us by four down the stretch. Uh the second time we played them to end the regular season down there at their place, you know, we were without out three of our players, you know, we would down through a little bit of an injury bug at the the latter half of the season and uh you know that was a tough game down there against a, a very talented team. It's always always a challenge to play down there. But with a little bit of success in the one home game that we had against them, we, we knew we had a good opportunity to, to hang around with that club where Dylan has us is, is size and, and strength and, and rebounding. So for two weeks straight, knowing that, you know, if we won and they won, whether we saw Fringetown, whether we saw Dylan uh, Columbia falls, anybody like that, we, we knew we were going to have to become a better rebounding team. So we really just, hammered the emphasis on rebounding repeatedly and repeatedly, and, and the girls really stepped up and did a great job against, uh, against the physical Dillon team and then bought into the defensive game plan, and and we did a great job containing, you know, Hallie Fitzgerald and, and Graham and, and Conan as well. So you know, those are the three girls that, that really we put a lot of emphasis on, and, and defensively they stepped up did a great job, got the stops, and then limited their second-chance opportunities. Just just great job physically putting a body on somebody and rebounding and laid off down the stretch. And then on the offensive end, you know, talking about some kids stepping up and being role players, you know, we had Taylor McCarthy, our shooting guard. Uh, She went 5-7 of that game from the perimeter, and she's been on fire lately. She's, uh, as a matter of fact, last five games of the season going into the tournament, she is shooting at a clip of 59% from beyond the arc right now. And I think wow. she's up to 43% on the season and and uh, just had a hot hand. And, and we knew seeing, it, you know, with, with their zone, um, everybody claps around Laney at the high post or, or Taryn drawing a lot of attention up top. You know, Taylor really just stepped up and and uh, made some huge shots. And then we've got two freshmen that we're starting right now, Aslan McKern and uh, Emily Cyril and you know we were playing a little bit of a a one-two-two yo-yo style defense and and we were rotating both of those two girls um on that yo-yo and both of them did a fantastic job of of stepping up to the challenge and then and all of our role players you know um Ramana Wessel wessels she's she's a, our other big but she's coming back from a concussion and she's got an ankle sprain right now she's fighting through and ada griffin stepped up did a great job rebounding um uh, Lexi Brenneman came off the bench. She's another senior for us. She put in 18 quality minutes taking care of the backside boards. And then uh, my daughter, Madeline Nelson, coming off uh, of an injury of her own, she came off torn MCL. And uh, first time she's played a little bit of minutes there this this, uh, go-around as well. She did a good job defensively for us as well. So really just a great team effort. I thought the girls did a, a fantastic job of stepping up to the challenge and, and, and a huge win for us moving forward and, and gaining some confidence heading into the state tournament.
2: bitter breakdown presented by farmer's state bank. Farmer's state bank has been enriching the lives of Montana since 1907 farmer state bank is doing something really cool right now. They're giving away 10, $10,000 scholarships to high school seniors from across Western Montana, The deadline application, just a couple weeks away, March 15th. So if you want to find more details on how to apply for one of these $10,000 scholarships, visit FarmersEBank.com slash scholarship. Boone Nelson Hamilton High School girls basketball coach joining us. Uh, Take us through the matchup with Frenchtown then because it's always interesting when uh, you have – Two teams from the same conference playing at the Divisional Tournament. You're obviously very, very familiar with the other Bronx from the Southwestern A. So what did you think of the back and forth with Frenchtown?
1: Yeah, we knew that one was to be a battle as well. You know, and they've just, they're a team that has just progressively gotten better throughout the course of the season. You know, of course, they got the their tall post inside, Sadie Smith. that does a great job. And, and she was a huge part of our defensive uh, game plan and emphasis. The girls did a great job against her. We held her without a field goal. She made a couple of the, the free throw line down the stretch. But, you know, then they got a 6-2 point guard to go along with it. And, uh um uh, you know, Mason uh, Quinn as well. And, and, you know, she really wreaks havoc up, to, up havoc up top of that zone. And then, you know, they've got some great role players on their roster. And then they have the two Kaufman sisters who we knew if we lost them in the zone, they were going to hurt us. And I think they hit five collectively between them. And, and just a it was a battle back and forth. And, and we made a few mistakes in the third quarter, led to some turnovers, and they capitalized on those. And, and this was just, we had a little bit of difficulty uh, recovering from that, but it's a great team. That's uh, I, I think going to have a very successful run at state, and and hats off to Tim Yeager and their coach. He's done a great job with them this year, and you know we we split with them in the regular season, and uh, we're looking forward to the the rubber match with them. It just just unfortunately went the other way on us.
2: We'll talk about the state tournament. That I mean, First of all, in your estimation, what do you think of Class A this year? Because there's uh, several familiar names, and it seems to be that's the way that it always is. But there's a lot of really good teams in Class A. So even just getting to state, quite the accomplishment. What do you think of the classification this season?
1: Yeah, you know, I've talked with some other coaches throughout the course of the season that, that Class A, there's really a lot of parity throughout, uh, throughout the state. You know, it seems like the last few years, you know, getting to the state tournament is a huge accomplishment. But on the East, there's just always been... Some beast from the East or a couple of monsters waiting for you. And of course they're still extremely good over there. But I, I just feel like the West and the East is fairly balanced this year. You know, they've kinda of beat each other up a little bit this year. We've done the same splitting with Frenchtown and Dillon and Browning got us earlier in the year and um and I know the Browning played a couple teams. From out east, uh, they played Haver earlier in the year. I know they played Frenchtown, and, uh, you know, we were able to travel out and play Lockwood and Harden. So we've been able to see some east versus west comparisons, and, you know, one of the things we've just continued to emphasize is, is really it's wide open. You want to go into into March playing your best basketball, and, and you know, it, it's it's anybody's game. You just got to get there and show up and take care of business. We we open up with, with Billing Central at three thirty on Thursday. And you know, they, they've been in the state championship the last two years. Uh, they lost last year, the year before, I think it was a double overtime, um, defeat that they suffered, but they, they've been, they, are a team that's there year in and year out. They graduated seven seniors, but they're young and they're extremely talented. When we're, when we're breaking down film and look at them, I think really it's a mirror of ourselves. You know, they, they start a bunch of guards, go five, six, five, six, five, seven, 5'8", and 5'10", you know, and so really a very similar lineup and looking at the three-point percentages and, and just schematics across the board, it, it really seems like uh, it's, it's a very similar matchup Is the same style and same size of the team that, that we have.
2: Boone Nelson here on our Bitterroot Breakdown. He's the Hamilton uh, head coach for girls basketball uh, down there in the heart of the Bitterroot Valley. As you just heard, his team takes on Billing Central at the Class A State Tournament in Bozeman in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's almost never that much crossover between the East and the West in Class A because of the distances of travel. Uh, So how do you not get intimidated just by sort of the the faceless opponent, the unknown opponent? You're so used to playing all the Southwestern A, all the Northwestern A teams. Is there a certain element of of sort of uh, getting beyond the, the unfamiliarity that comes with playing a team from the East?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, did you look at, at what they're doing against each other? And, and really, until you get to see it live, the film just doesn't do enough for you. But fortunately, this year, like I said we we played Browning early in the year, and and I've watched two games in which Browning has played Haver. So, and then I've watched Haver play Billing Central and some other teams. So it gives us a little bit of a comparison. Um, and we also traveled out to Lockwood and played both Lockwood and Harden. Um, early, uh, January and, and we were able to get a little bit of a feel for the East. And, and of course, Billing central and, and, and Harden just, just played this weekend. And so it gives us a little bit of a comparison of an idea of, wh- of what we're up against heading forward, but, but, uh, definitely some unfamiliarity. So the best you can do is just look at the schematics of it and, and look at the, the tendencies of the players and, and the staff and, and kind of what the team's running and, and do our best to, to prep the girls and build a little confidence heading into the end of the tournament next week.
2: Well, you got a little bit of time to breathe after it's been such a, an up, uh, it's just such a, a breakneck pace throughout the season. So, uh, what do you hope to get accomplished here this next week or so, uh, leading up to next week's state tournament?
1: Yeah, we just really got to tighten down defensively. You know, as good as we played and as good as our rebounding effort is, you know, I feel like there's still some times where we're taking things for granted and taking some possessions off. So just, you know, if we're going to win at the state tournament, it, you just, no one can take a possession off it. You just got to put everything out there. And, um, you know, we're going to have to really tighten up the gaps and help defense, but uh, be able to run out versus shooters because, like I said, Billing Central's full of guards and athletes. And so really going to have a ton of emphasis placed on. On the defensive end of things as well as uh, on the rebounding aspect as well, our girls really stepped up. I thought we had our best rebounding uh, performance of the season at divisionals, both in the in the divisional championship and the, and the win against Dylan. but just some things to tighten up defensively and then of course with with nine practices before we get going, we're going to get a ton of shots up as well as you know get comfortable seeing the ball go in the hole.
2: Gotta love it, Boone Nelson. Hamilton High School girls basketball coach. His squad takes on uh, Billing Central next Thursday. Bozeman, Montana, 3.30 p.m. tip from the Class A state tournament. Coach, appreciate the time today and best of luck next week, man. Go get them.
1: Hey, thanks for reaching out. I sure appreciate your time and uh, appreciate the words of encouragement.
2: The Root Breakdown presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Ten $10,000 scholarships is what they're giving away Preference for these scholarships: students with a 2.5 to 3.5 grade point average and a family income below $95,000. Farmers State Bank scholarship funds may be applied towards attendance at accredited colleges, university, or vocational and technical trade schools. The deadline for applications: March 15th. For detail applica- for details and to find the application, excuse me, visit farmersebank.com/scholarships. We're going to see what they got down at the one of the coolest stores in Missoula. Jason Schultz, Rockin' Rudy's, joins us next. Keep it right here. Nuana's now, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Colter Juana's here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe. For only $8 a month or $90 a year, SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season.
1: ESPN Radio.
2: Old school rap as we explore some relics of history. Welcome back, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are here in the ESPN MT studio, and uh, what's become about a monthly occasion, our good buddy Jason Schultz of Rockin' Rudy's Attic is in studio with us. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, doing great. Happy to be here. A little easier to get over here today than last time, huh? Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> last time Jason braved the uh, the the latest, at least at that po- moment, of the uh, brutal winter snowstorms we've been getting. We've had, I think, two more since then. So, uh, I don't know. Long winter. It's good for all the newcomers here uh, in Montana. Uh, those that have not been followed along, Rockin' Rudy's Attic is... Uh, quite a place. They are located there at the corner of South and Higgins, right across from Blizzard Field. And uh, they have so much cool memorabilia, whether it's music-oriented, sports-oriented. If you're a collector, you're going to want to go in here. So for those that are new listening, just tell people just the broad premise of this shop.
4: Yeah, so the goal of the shop is to take uh, the Rock and Rudy's uh, massive collection of music and sports memorabilia and find good homes for it. Uh, within that collection is about 30,000 music posters, uh, countless sports memorabilia items. You know, it just never stops.
2: Well, uh, the first thing we'll highlight today, Jason brought this one over. This is a University of Montana rugby uh, poster sort of thing. Uh, from 1974 to 1975, so almost 50 years old. Uh, the uh, were they called the jesters back then? I don't even know. They, they, this is uh, they have a, had a long I believe history, so had a long history of, of rugby at Montana. So, this Indeed. is this is cool. Thanks for bringing this one over. This is awesome.
4: Yeah, we've uh, we've really been challenged by some folks of just trying to find like really well, I call them deep tracks of uh, university of Montana sports posters and that right there is something that I've shown many people and no one has seen one of those before.
2: Well, since the last time you came in, what's been flying off the shelves over there, rock and Rudy's
4: Uh, it's kind of all over the place really. But I mean, just in the past week um, we sold some really, really rare grateful dead Portland posters from the sixties and seventies. We sold a Harry Potter uh, teaser poster. Wow. That is extremely rare. Um, we sold a Barbara Streisand International Hotel menu from her second residency. It's <laughs> amazing. I can't even believe that Bruce even has something like that. You know? And then we get into, the, like, the normal stuff, like the Sean Kemp jerseys, the Dick Buckus jerseys. Uh, we had a Bobby Orr, um, like, celebrity charity event that was autographed by him and a bunch of maple leaves. Um, we also sold uh, a Ray Lewis autograph this week that was framed with a piece of his actual jersey.
2: And super cool. Do yeah. you see any... Any boost in what people are asking for, like based on what's going on in the wide world of of sports, for example, or music, for example?
4: No. It has no correlation. There's there's no correlation with what's going on. It's just pretty much Packers all the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) More Packers. And then, um, you know, Bears uh, seem to be a popular one, but uh, Mariners, obviously, a lot of supersonic stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting how it, it gravitates a little bit, but it pretty much is the same same teams. We had some cool Packers
2: stuff in here last time, and I told you that uh – our loyal Packers fan who owns Missoula Broadcasting Company was going to want that and sure enough indeed indeed (laughs) I sent her a picture she's like where's that at I have to have it I'm going right now I'm going to go get it
4: (laughs) I uh, scrambled and immediately found another one
2: (laughs) I love love it well uh, Jason Schultz Jock and Rudy's Attic in studio with us Uh, what do you got today this is pretty sweet
4: yeah so just because um, spring training for baseball is kicking off um, something that did come into the attic recently uh, just the other week uh, is a pair of Ken Griffey game worn batting gloves that are signed by Ken Griffey. Um, It's also framed with a baseball from the 1999 All-Star Game uh, from Boston.
2: The arc of Ken Griffey Jr., amazing, because when it's all said and done, when the dust settles, uh, he's certainly one of the greatest players in the history of baseball. But in the 90s, he was so quintessentially... 90s, well, right? He had his own shoe.
4: <laughs> I mean, he had his own shoe. He, he was had a baseball his, player with his own
2: shoe. He had his own video game. Yes. I mean, People were trying to wear their hat like Griffey, their, yes. their earrings like Griffey. He was such a phenomenon, and it was so crazy having him in Seattle, because that's sort of like this outpost of pro sports, especially then.
4: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, just really trying to showcase that a lot of crazy things come into the store. We sell a lot of crazy things, but a lot of crazy things come into the store, and The really fun part is once something like this comes in, you get to research it, and I had no idea how rare it is um, that Griffey would actually give away something that he's actually worn and used.
2: Super cool, and for those that can't see or just listen on the radio, this is an autographed ball. The the framing and the the display case here, the shadow box this is in is awesome as well, but also gloves worn by the kid himself, batting gloves that he wore during the 99 All-Star Weekend, so uh, this is pretty cool. If you can't make it down to Rock and Rudy's Attic, uh, they're they're there at the corner of, of South uh, South Avenue and Higgins, uh, right there across from Dora Blizzard Field. But you can also visit online, right? How, how can people find this stuff online?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Rockandrudysattic.com dot com is the best way to do it. Um, we try to load up as much as we can, but it's you know. A little bit here, a little bit there. There's 30,000 posters to go through, so we're chipping away <laughs> little by little. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely the place to, to see the latest and greatest of what we find. And uh, a,
2: a return of one of my favorite events to go peruse and uh, even sometimes when I have the time participate in. Uh, Zootown Sports Cards has a a sweet show coming up, and you guys are going to be participating in this as well, right? Yeah,
4: absolutely. Um, One thing that Rockin' Rudy's has is a huge um, just baseball card collection across all sports, and it's so big it can't even fit into the store. So um, we're going to use the the Zootown Sports Card Show April 1st as a way to uh, unload a lot of these awesome baseball cards that Mr. Rockin' has. It is uh, at the Hilton Garden in April 1st.
2: If I can get my stuff together and find any time, I'll probably have a booth down there. But either way, these guys will definitely have a booth down there. Are we talking individual cards sets like how are people gonna be able to see your guys i mean you're laughing because there's
4: so much stuff right <laughs> uh, just to give you an example i found a random shoe box the other day and i opened it and it was nothing but fully graded willie mays cards oh my gosh like uh 15 20 30 i don't even know um so we're gonna have a lot of just graded cards a lot of rare cards just cards in general plus all the memorabilia um that's in the store this may maybe too much of a personal question uh, only answer it if it's okay
2: I can't believe that Bruce has the courage to give away a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, usually if you've been collecting at this level, like you don't want to give yourself away. You want to keep all your stuff. This is amazing that he's been able to sort of convince himself to, to get. I mean, my mom's been trying to get me to get rid of my baseball cards for 20 years. I'm like, nope, I'm keeping them.
4: Yeah, you know, when you hit uh, 75 years worth of collecting, you know, maybe it's just time to let (laughs) things find a new home, or basically when you run out of room, That's right. you really don't have a choice.
2: You don't have to, exactly, you don't have to prove to anybody that you are the great collector. You are. (laughs) You guys have enough stuff to change the store up pretty much every single month. So uh, by the time Jason Schultz Rock and Rudy's at it comes by next time, the store will be brand new. But go check out the store there, corner of South and Higgins, and also check them
4: out, Online. Anything else to add before we get you out of here? I just can't stress enough the card show on April 1st. I mean, people come into the store weekly looking for his collection of cards, and I, we just don't have room for him in the store. So this is a great opportunity to see what he's got. April 1st, uh, the Hilton
2: Garden Inn, it starts at 10 a.m., lasts all the way until 5. Uh, for those that are attending, you can get in for free. Bring your money, though, because you're going to want to buy stuff while you're there. But uh, you get in for free. There'll be 50, 60, 70 vendors there, and uh, it's continued to grow. They do a couple of these every year. And always fun, partner with Zootown Sports Cards on uh, this great event as well. And it'll be really fun to go check out Rockin' Rudy's excellent collection down there, too. Uh, Thanks for being here,
4: man. Thanks, Colter. Appreciate it.
2: I got to figure out how much this thing costs. I might have to get myself a little kid memorabilia. Ken Griffey Jr. is like my idol when I was a little kid. Go check out Rockin' Rudy's attic there uh, right across from DoorBlazer Field. Some of the best of the best from the weekend that was our Treasure State Stars highlighting... An epic night of challenge games across high school basketball. That's next. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio.
1: now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
2: Dying gloves from Ken Griffey Jr. that he wore in the All-Star game. Gosh. They're just tempting me every week. Every month. Thanks to our buddies down at Rockin' Rudy's Attic for swinging by. Uh, Appreciate seeing all the cool stuff they always have to show off to us. Well, is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. It's a Tuesday, so that means we got one of your favorite giveaways. Tagliere Tuesday. $25 to the best sandwich spot, the best Italian-style deli in the Garden City. Don't believe me? People Magazine, the Food Network, they've both named Tagliari Deli the best sandwiches in the state of Montana. But they also have an awesome Old World wine collection. They also have great olive oils and pastas and pasta sauces and all sorts of fun little Italian things to help spice up your life in the kitchen. So go check out Tagliari corner of Beckwith and Higgins there, uh, right next to the roundabout. They're also closing in on finishing their new location in the Sawmill District, right uh, in the bottom floor of the Cognizant Building, just up the way from my house. So I will be frequenting there for sure. If you want a $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli, call right now. 406-888-1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. 1029 caller number three. We got a $25 gift card for you. To Taglieri Deli, it's Tag Tuesday, presented by Taglieri Delicatessen. It's also now time for our Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Stars. Presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Before we get into the various standouts from all the challenge games across high school hoops yesterday, how about Alana Carter? She has joined this show uh, a handful of times. She is, I think at this point now, indisputably, the top female track athlete at Montana State University. And I would actually argue probably the top track and field athlete on the female side here in the state of Montana, period. She had yet another astounding meet uh, at the Big Sky Indoor Championships last weekend in Moscow, Idaho. She was the women's most valuable athlete. She scored 20 total points for the Bobcats, broke the MSU school record in the long jump, soaring over 19 feet. Also scored points uh, in the 60-meter hurdles and the 60 meters and a couple other events as well. Uh, She shared the most valuable athlete honors with Annika Reese and Alyssa Colbert of Northern Arizona. NAU, by the way, uh, dominated in the team race. Bobcat women got second in the team race. But they lost by 75 points to Northern Arizona. Uh, NAU, that's their third straight women's indoor title. They are the first team ever to surpass 200 points as a team in an indoor meet. To put this in perspective, NAU brought 22 athletes. If you score like 5 to 10 points as an athlete for your team, you had a great meet. If you score 20, you're the highest scoring athlete in the meet. NAU brought 22 athletes and scored 200 points. Uh, unbelievable. NAU, 15 total indoor track and field championships. They also won on the men's side because, of course, they did. But Atlanta Carter, that's all to say, our first Treasure State star of the day. Keep the calls coming in. 406-888-1029. $25 to airy. At Tagliari Deli, the best sandwich spot in the Garden City. Call right now, 406-888-1029. A ton of uh, high school challenge games from last night with the uh, bids to the state tournament on the line. We'll start with the game that we ended previewing yesterday. The Missoula Loyola Girls played At the pit, one of the toughest places in the state of Montana to play against the Anaconda Girls, who's a very talented team. And Geo Horner was one of the best scorers in Class B and in high school girls' basketball period. She pumped in 20 points. Drew Lamb added 14. And Missoula Loyola punched a ticket to the Class B state tournament with a 58-52 win over Anaconda at the pit. Uh, Great effort by Missoula Loyola. So they are headed to state. Uh, Once again, so uh, good job by them. And uh, congratulations to Gio Horner, our second Treasure State Star of the Week. In Class B uh, boys basketball, Nick Walker scored 12 points. Wyatt Johnson had 11 points. And Big Fork, they get past St. Ignatius 49-47. So the Big Fork boys, who have been one of the top teams in the state all season long at the Class B level, they snagged one of the final spots at the Class B State Tournament in Great Falls by getting past Mission. Mission has one of the highest scoring guys in the state, but he was held in check. Uh, so, big fork, they advance. Thursday star, number four, the Wolf Point boys. They needed 12 points. Excuse me, this is the Wolf Point. Uh... Yeah, the Wolf Point boys, excuse me. They needed uh, 12 points from KJ St. Marks. Turn a 50-41 to 41 win over Glasgow. That's a good job there. And uh, Wolf Point, they're moving on as well. Excuse me, that's a girls' score. I'm sorry. I got my my order of operation all twisted up. So Wolf Point girls headed to state. Wolf Point boys, they won their divisional. So they are one of the top seeds going in. That's why I knew I had it backwards. I'm sorry. Uh, but 12 points from KJ St. Mark's and 11 points from Caitlin McDonald helped Wolf Point uh, snag a spot at the state tournament. And then in Class C, Lone Peak making history. The Lone Peak boys, they upset Harrison Willow Creek 49-45. E.B. Grabo has 13 points uh, to lead Lone Peak. Isaac Bedway, 12 points. Max Robney and Gus Hammond, 11 points each. And I believe that's the first state tournament that Lone Peak has ever qualified for. Uh, So cool for them and impressive. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. The Chinook girls won 20 games in a row but then got upset in the uh, divisional tournament but then played their way back through to force a challenge game with Fort Benton and they won that challenge game, 48-37. Alexis Seymour leads the Sugar Beaters with 15 points and Chinook, who was ranked one of the top teams in Class C, Uh, They end up surviving, and they advance uh, to the Class C State Tournament. So that's your challenge game wrap-up from uh, across uh, the state of Montana from last night. We'll give you the full state tournament field uh, upcoming for the uh, state championships for all the classifications from across uh, high school basketball. How about some Frontier Conference love? We got Frontier Conference championship games set. Those will play out a little later on here this weekend. On the women's side, Carroll College and Montana Western, because of course that's how it's going to go down. Rochelle Sayers at Carroll College, Lindsay Woolley at Montana Western. Those are two of the best coaches in the state of Montana, period. I'm talking all levels of sport. They do a great job with their respective programs. These two teams have been the cream of the Frontier Conference crop in women's basketball, and they'll play for the Frontier Conference Championship once again. And then on the guys' side, Providence will play Montana Tech. So, uh, Providence... A ton to play for. We, we've skimmed over it, and we'll highlight it a little bit further once it actually uh, becomes a reality. But Steve Keller, who's coached basketball in some form or fashion in this state to the tune of 940-something victories, he was one of those rare dual coaches when girls and guys basketball used to be at the exact – or used to be different seasons, excuse me, during the high school uh, level. Keller coached the Helena High girls and the Helena High guys forever. And had unbelievable success on both sides. Then you got the coaching, the college coaching ranks, had great success at Montana Western. And then he's been at the University of Providence for the last handful of years and has had great success there in Great Falls as well. Steve Keller is retiring at the end of the year. So we'll see if Providence can send him off into the sunset. But that's going to be a great game between Providence and Tech. Tech led, led by Caleb Belich, who was one of the great players for Manhattan Christian during their. Uh, three straight state championship appearance, uh, championship game appearances uh, at the Class C level. They lost twice to Lee and then beat Lee once in what was uh, the first time ever that the same teams have played for the state championship three times in a row. Caleb Belich started his career at Montana State and is now leading the way for Montana Tech, so that should be a good uh, Frontier Conference championship game as well. And finally, our last Charter State star for the week, Justin Rank. He's a defenseman for the Grizzly Cross team. He was just named the MCLA Division II National Player of the Week on Tuesday. He had a career best, 11 ground balls, as Montana defeated top-ranked St. Thomas, the number one team in MCLA Division II, 10-8 over the weekend uh, in North Dakota. So there you go, a wide-ranging and long list of Treasure State stars. Appreciate Parkside Credit Union for the continued support of us here at ESPN Radio and of our Treasure State stars each week, highlighting some of the best of the best from around the state of Montana. Parkside Credit Union is an excellent place to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you, a whole ton of laughs and a bracket breakdown. Keep it right here. The one is now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delanz of the Advocates You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.